These seem to be energy resources, but I've never seen this type on Earth. I don't know where this energy came from, but we cannot let it fall into Dr. Wowie's hands. You must recover all the energy immediately, Mega Man. But where is Dr. Wily? That's a good question. We may be be able to locate another energy emission from the radar room. When we find that meteor, we'll find Dr. Wowie. You're now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Uh, welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Three guys, random topics, quality reviews. My name's Mike Hodgins, and one of your three hosts on this program. With me, as always, is uh, Mr. Crofton Steers. Hello, Crofton. Hey, Michael. And, of course, the show would not be complete without uh, Mr. Bo Schwartz. Why, hello there, Mike. Hello, Crofton. Hello, good, bad, or bullshit listeners. I always say Mr. when I introduce you guys, and one of us needs to get, like, a doctorate or something so that it can, can change it up or Ew. become a professor. Actually, Bo is teaching a course, well, I think we might have mentioned this, teaching a course on podcasting, so we should call him Professor Bo Schwartz. <laughs> Sweet. I'll, I'll gladly accept the professor title. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a three-hour course? Professor Schwartz. I've taught three hours in my lifetime, and um, I'm now a professor. And once we break it really big with this podcast, like once we become large-scale internet celebrities, universities are going to fall over backwards to award us honorary doctorates, the most esteemed kind of doctorate. That's true. Uh, And the best way to get those is to pander for them shamelessly on every episode. Wasn't there this, like, (laughs) disgraced senator in Canada who... We went by the title of doctor, and he had received some honorary doctorate from like a non-accredited Christian university somewhere in the states. It was like university the most pathi- of Phoenix. It was like the most pathetic honorary doctorate you can get, and he went by doctor. Like it was like clearly worked not at all to get that. <laughs> Anyways, I would like that to be me one day. Yeah, me too, Doctor Mike Hodgins, <laughs> PhD, PhD, honorary University of the <laughs> Celestial Moons. <laughs> has to be some new age a university of the celestial moon sounds too cool even even if that's an unaccredited degree it's still a cool sounding degree but it's always things like that like uh this uh, remember mike lynch this this friend of ours um had got he had become a minister in the church of fire was it? i think it was church of fire or something was it no it was more like the church of the world or something it sounded but anyways you just applied online and you became a minister yeah. One of these days he's going to be in an emergency situation. Be like, we need a minister, quick! What he's type like, of oh, situation I took my, my Hippocratic oath. Uh, you know, I, I'll be held liable if I don't help in this situation. And then no, totally the, bungle the, it. The to- it would be the time when if someone is dying and, and they're a spiritual person and they need someone to give them the last rites. And I can think of no one worse to do that than Mike Lynch. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm so glad we're uh, besmirching his name. <laughs> I think his appreciate that. I think Mike Lynch would be would give a funny last rites to oh, people. Yeah, it he, wouldn't be funny to the person dying, but anyone else would be like, geez, I can't believe he said that to that dying man. Speaking of people dying, the great Max Keeping has passed away. And... A lot of people listening won't know who he is, but he, we all live in the Ottawa area, and uh, he was a great guy that raised a lot of money for charities, and we did charities on the last episode. 
So I think we need to give him like a R.I.P. Max Keeping. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know it's always sad when someone uh, when when anyone dies. I think it was Cam as well. But yeah, he did those telethons for um, years. He was a fixture on television, I, like more than just you see a lot of anchors cut go through the ages. But Max Keeping was like an institution. Like he, he was, was very. He also had brand. like a two foot long rat tail, which which was funny no that he was way. an anchor. Yeah, yeah, it was. I never cool. saw that on air. He had short hair everywhere, and then a rat tail in the back. Yeah, like, it was like a mullet, except more like he just had the rat tail, and it was like braided. It was classy, clean. <laughs> Max oh, Keeping was all about like professional in the front. He had a party in the back. Did he also party. come out of the closet at one point too? Like that was a big thing for him as I well. Think so. I it, think he may yeah, it was. Yeah. Like he's part of a fairly conservative news program. It's not not really known for being edgy. It's a local kind of deal. But, um, you know, I think him coming out was also, you know, it was big news. And it was, I think everyone just adores the man, basically. I also think he had adopted, like, something like 12 kids or something ridiculous Yeah, like that's that. right. It's funny. It's starting to sound a bit like that Bill Brasky uh, skit on Saturday Night Live. I'm not sure <laughs> yeah. if you've ever seen that. Where uh, they're all toasting him in the bar after he he died and saying increasingly extravagant <laughs> things about him that sound more and more well, like lies. did he raise? a hundred million dollars for charities over his life. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said on the radio. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Max yeah. Keeping got to Max Keeping. keeping. To Max, Max Keeping. keeping. Uh, Though it, as much as like, you know, he'll be missed, it, he is making me feel worse about myself. I'm like, I've done nothing with my life. Max Keeping did a lot with his. Well, at least some people can. Hey, you're raising a kid and providing homes for people. Barely. To Max Keeping. <laughs> to Max Keeping. <laughs> to Max Keeping. There'll never be another one like him. It's true. It's true. He was right. one of a kind. Well, we should... speaking of there not being anything like it, a.k.a. one of a kind, we have the one of a kind random topic generator that the one of a kind Mike Hodgins is going to make work. Yeah. Operate. Let's do it. Yank on. Yeah, there you go. I was trying to find something nasty to say about what he does. Apologies to our listeners, but I got this chest cold today, so I sound like Hodgins does right now all the time. The topic today is hierarchy. 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 So (laughs) we're talking about like... The structure of humans, basically, and how power is assigned to people within that structure. I mean, I don't know if it's a structure of human structure of human inter uh, structure of human relationships. Ah. Why is why is it that it could be an ant, all the ants reporting to the queen ant in the anthill? Yeah, but I don't it? see even that. I don't think that's okay. Structure of relationships. Period. I don't no. I don't think it's that either. Like an I think intangible hi- structure of well, no. I think hierarchy is a is not intangible. It's it's usually specific and constructed. Uh, I mean, I guess there's informal hierarchies, but I think when you when well, at least when I think of hierarchies, I think first and foremost of the military, where they have which I think is. Um, I think where like and bureaucracies are also structured in hierarchical manners as are most corporations, but I think they're all kind of based on the military. So I think of the I don't think human structures human uh, 
structures of relationships are naturally hierarchical. I think people who strive for power like them to be so, but I don't think that's a natural thing necessarily. Maybe it is. Uh, I'm no anthropologist, but I would say certainly in the military, there's you could make the argument why hierarchies are a good thing. Yeah. But we still haven't really said what hierarchies are. Well, we okay, pointed it, to an example. Of it's like a big, something. it's like a big pyramid, right? Where you have, like, let's say it's the military. Okay, you're like, you know, the chief, the supreme chief of the of the armed forces, and you're like general five star or whatever. And then the leaders of the navy, air force, and uh, the army all report to you. But you're you're the head chief, and then all of those people are in control of their each. So if you're the, you know admiral of the navy the grand admiral or whatever then you're the boss of the whole navy and you have a bunch of sub admirals and it just it's like a big pyramid that i would all, all or it's a structure of relationships where power uh, is no, assigned at different different levels word. it's a power structure i would well, point that's a relationship that mike's never been in the military if, if someone does he know if, if someone has power over you they have a relationship with you and it's defined by the dynamics that govern it, the rules. Right, okay, but let's not conflate things. There are power dynamics and there are relationships which have power dynamics, but those are not necessarily hierarchies. Like hierarchies, like you have a boss, right? And your boss, like, like say you work someplace, your boss is in charge of your team, but your boss probably reports to a higher up boss who is the boss of those level of bosses. That's a hierarchy, like a structure of management and a structure of command i think is mostly what it is because if you talk about human relationships if hierarchies do exist there they're certainly informal i think the relationships are two ways like i think it's easy to point at the no, boss and be not, like the boss has the power hierarchies. what well yes because the the they're in a hierarchy the bottom what the bottom is doing does have an impact on what the higher echelons of a hierarchy have right like they're not it doesn't just go one way. It mostly does. I, I don't think <laughs> I mean, so. I, I mean, I, I guess to some extent it goes up, but mostly, like, again, coming back to a military uh, thing, if the sergeant says to the platoon or whatever, <laughs> I like how I don't know anything about the military, yeah. um, I order you all to go over the top and attack the enemy, then I'll be like, well, we've, we've discussed this, and we unanimously think, sergeant, that you should go over the top, and we'll stay here in the trench. It doesn't work that way. No, but they, they, they might. It's called mutiny, but, yeah, but you have but to manage that, you know, right? You have like, to, like, the point, why are you trying like, you're right, arguing so Guys, just before, fight. you guys are both arguing here. I, I don't like doing this, but I went online to try and get this sorted out so we can at least move forward. Uh, so define definition of hierarchy is a system or, or organization in which people or groups are ranked one above the other according to status or authority. And they give examples like uh, the, cler- the clergy, the Catholic Church, um, and they give examples like the, um, uh, the army and such. And the word seems to stem from Greek, surprise, surprise, Really? Uh, oh, I would have bit Latin. Damn it. It's always yeah, well, one or the other. <laughs> medieval Latin at one point. But uh, but in, in interesting, there's like this use over time for the word hierarchy. And it's used way more often like in the late uh, late 20th century, early 21st century than it has been ever, any time before. So it's like it's a word that at one point in a term that probably people latched on to. Uh, but maybe we didn't even 
when talking about the military and talking about these organizations, we probably didn't use the term hierarchy until well, recently. We might not use the term, but I th- I bet you that is related to the fact that it was something that most human beings weren't exposed to greatly. And I think that I bet you like like as the industrial revolution ramped up and went forward, people were way more exposed to hierarchies than they probably otherwise um, otherwise were in their day-to-day lives. Like if you're an agrarian person um, you, you, who farms and whatnot, it, it's not – I don't think that it well, would have been a highly hierarchical structure that you worked in the farm. Like probably had work to do. Maybe maybe you know your father told you what to do or whatever, but it wasn't a structured hierarchy. But, but these days, most of us have some interaction with some form of a hierarchical structure. Like what I do, do my work. It's very hierarchical. So there's there's hier- hierarchies that are kind of like um, that are that are established through um, perhaps training or competencies. I, I think of the military, where generally you you go through certain drills or certain performance uh, measurements, you get promoted, and and that's how the hierarchy is formed. For, except for maybe the highest levels, which are appointed by executive uh, governmental authority. Then you've got so the, the, that's competencies. In the case in the case of um, the church, I think it ends up being similar because now they would say it's chosen by a higher power, um, but I think I think what's most likely is that they have their own in, inner set of competencies, and you get promoted. You know, you become a cardinal, et cetera, et cetera, to eventually uh, eventually to be say be raised to pope or whatever the top of the hierarchical pyramid but what about like is it possible to have a hierarchy where you where you are essentially choosing the people that are to be above above you like when if i'm electing uh, a member of parliament or a prime minister or in, in the states the president and all that sort of stuff in a way they're electing the the people below are electing the top of the pyramid uh, are are there pyramids that are totally made up of like done communally? Said, hey, well, he'd be a good here, guy to be the boss here, or whatever. Here's an example for you. Um, at a previous job that I held, uh, the entire organization w- was sent um, a questionnaire to fill out to do the performance review for the company. Uh, the company chief executive. It's called a 360 review, and that gets sent to the board of directors and is a primary source of information to review that person at the top of the hierarchy. So this person can't go around being mean and then put it on a good show for his the people he answers to. He actually has to walk the walk because that stuff will most definitely come out in what's reported. The That information was anon- is anonymously sent. So that's an example, I think... I think the power, you know, the power dynamic is still very much intact, but certainly... The relationship is one of the people underneath can affect what happens at the top. Well, and I think it may be an even clearer example of that are co-ops, which have still some form of like if you work in a co-op business or something like that that is structured like a co-op, uh, there are still people who do the management stuff and things like that. But I think that ultimately everyone holds equal weight of choice and stuff like that. So you can um, like, like they're they're they're. They're democratic in their roles, but I think that they're um, – but I mean they still have those some structures of hierarchies. And I think this comes back to the question, you know, probably one of the, the ultimate questions of this topic. Like, well, why 
do we have hierarchies? And I mean, I, I think simply at first taking first crack at it, that it's like there they have there's some efficiencies uh, to having structures like these. Like I mean, it, it well if right. You, if you go when back you, to the military unit example, it's just that there's one person there that has to make the final call on decisions. So for a group that has to operate under pressure and make quick decisions, there's no time for vetoing. There's no time for I don't know about this idea. That one person gets information reported to it, has to make a decision, you just do the thing. And their success is dependent on respect of that hierarchy. When the sergeant says, go into that barn and attack whatever's in there, you two flank, the other the rest of you through the front door, you have to follow it unquestioningly because sitting around will alert the enemy or whatever. So it's right, almost... But that's, just, but that's almost more like direct following orders. Like, whereas a hierarchy... I, I'm, I'm probably wrong about this. <laughs> but I thought I heard that uh, Genghis Khan had he structured his military in a I think it was all about kind of like ten tens. So like to each ten, there'd be like a group of ten, which would be the bo- the bottom, and then they'd have one sort of leader, and then um, those leaders, ten of them would report to they'd be they'd be grouped under a broader thing would report to one and you can see how that's efficient in a military so if you're Genghis Khan and you're like okay I have an army of 100,000 people and I want to make sure we kill a million people in this city we're sacking um and then uh, he you know to send out the orders to 100,000 of his you know men would be ridiculous obviously but if he has 10 people approach him his generals or whatever and says okay I want this to happen and then they can go to each their 10 their 10 and that message gets transmitted much more effectively than if he tried to just yell it out to everyone obviously it's it's funny because that that resonates with me a little bit have you guys ever seen survivor the tv show survivor a long time yeah. ago haven't partaken I, in a while I, I used to watch it all the time and like you would start to see like it's been on for a long time you'd start to see trends right like things that came back and one of the things is, is like at the beginning of the game they're they're formed into two tribes which are essentially two groups of strangers of like we're talking 10 plus people right so like uh, double digits people and uh and what's interesting is that they're all given tasks like they essentially have to build shelter all that sort of stuff but Everybody, as soon as you're at that amount of people, they everybody looks for some sort of direction and leadership because if they all run off and individually do their tasks, things things start to break down or get confusing. So someone steps up generally as leader or whatever. But as the show whittles down and people get eliminated, often the leaders are the first to go. But but as people, as soon as you get under ten people, soon the lower and lower you get, the less there is a need for leadership. And when you're down to three or four people, people just you know take initiative for themselves. But the larger the group, the more likely there's there's going to be a desire for for some sort of cohesiveness. And the only way that works in the end is if there's a if there is a leader, somebody on top of the pyramid. As we talked, we did an episode on democracy, so it's very possible that that leader could be assigned through a democratic process. But, uh, you know, for certain for certain purposes, and the military is definitely one, it makes sense often to have a very fixed hierarchy with set roles to, to keep things moving as, as, as cohesively as possible. And I think that, um, I think that that's a huge positive of the hierarchical structure. 
Uh, I'm not and, – and as I said in the democracy episode, I'm not necessarily sure I'd want to take that military structure and apply it to my democratic process, my, my electing of officials and all that sort of thing. When I go see my city councillor, for instance, um, I don't expect that he's going to tell me what to do. He's going to listen to my concerns and represent them on the municipal, you know, on the municipal level. Same with my like uh, parliamentary representative and stuff like that. So I, I, I hierarchy. Yet the, in the government of Canada process, if you made sort of like a pyramid of who's at the top. You know, the you'd have minister, the prime minister, ministers below, and all this sort of thing. But it's a democratically elected hierarchy. Well, it it is, but only the top t- two tiers basically are are elected. See, and and uh, it is interesting to think about government or um, bureaucracies, which tend to be hierarchical, as a good counterpoint to military. I think when you talk about the military. It's pretty clear why hierarchy makes a hell of a lot of sense. Like you need people to perform certain tasks, not really be questioning them. And it, it just it's an efficient way to organize a, a system like the military. It makes total sense. Um, for now, and, and, and we take it as such a given that bureaucracies or big organizations should also be hierarchical. But I feel like there's clear – there's clear problems with that, and it's because their functions are different. Like, if your function is like you need to get troops on the ground to go battle, it's like you know ultimately you're the, the biggest force you have is on the bottom. You know, you need to get them out there, and it's all about getting them information, and that comes down through the hierarchy. But a but say a, a government or, or a bureaucracy like a public service operates almost like in, in an inverse way. So what they're doing is producing work of some kind, policy stuff, program stuff. And then instead of – so this stuff is not coming down from the, the top. Like broad direction is saying we need to do this or whatever. But then people produce all this stuff and it needs to go up through the hierarchy um, and get approved and get buy-in or whatever. And then so you increasingly get all of these people who are managers, middle managers, senior managers, whatever, increasingly bottlenecked with stuff so that when you're on the bottom, they're inherently inefficient in the sense that we talked about bureaucracy a lot. Uh, we did another episode on this. But I feel like, again, it comes down to like it's too hierarchical because you do some work, you submit it to your manager, but your manager you know, might be having to review work from – 10 different people and then that has to get submitted up through to their manager and that person's reviewing stuff from like ah oh, maybe a hundred people all of a sudden it becomes the point where they have to hire all these advisors to help them deal with the stuff it's just inefficient now i'm not saying i don't know that i have a better solution for as a than a hierarchy to organize something like uh, a public service but there certainly are uh, corporate organizations which are experimenting with non-hierarchical systems very linear um, distribution of power and I mean they're very different I don't know that they're all successes but they certainly do exist and I think capitalism encourages the the higher like somebody has to answer for the bottom line of the company at the end of the day I think one issue with with hierarchy uh, with hi- hierarchies in general, is that while I mentioned earlier about about the army, for example, being one based on competencies, what happens? And, and this happened. And Mike gave the example of the government, and I can think of other type of situations where the the person that that's on top of the other pe- 
people is not necessarily the most competent person. Well, that, that gets to oh, sorry, you're not finished. No, 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 no. Oh, but it's it, it it is a question. You can expand on it if you want. I'm just like you get these situations where you get like, you know, the idea is you're trying to you're trying to promote. Okay, to make a most effective pyramid, you've got to promote to the next you know uh, connectors, the next height levels, the people that are most competent, best suited for those tasks, and that's going to happen a lot of the time. But sometimes it's not going to happen. You're going to promote some dum dum. And meanwhile, underneath, you're going to have a ton of competent people that are going to get frustrated and maybe lose direction, right? Well, the, the reality of promoting people, uh, stepping people up to various levels of power is that, you know, when you were painting the picture earlier about competencies, it's like, yes, that's part of the game of hierarchy and the game of a lot of our structures. But in reality, hierarchies are highly corruptible. Um, we all have personal biases. We have people that we like over other people so if i was in a position to pick somebody to put into power from a a lesser group you know yes i'd look at competencies but i'd look for someone i trust and someone i trust maybe that's along racial lines or gender lines even if i'm not aware on even on some subconscious level because of my biases i'm making decisions that lean me in towards that favor also there's just outright corruption you know where people just oh, I can get you promoted because I like you and you validate me when we talk and make me feel better rather than that irritating person who's more highly qualified for it. I But they're irritating, so they're not a team player or whatever. You know, like all that bullshit that goes along with that is part of hierarchy. Um, and And so I think that, like, we can look at, like, an idyllic hierarchy. Like, in the military, we romanticize it where it's like, even I did, which is like, we need to be an effective unit, so you need to, you know, follow my orders unquestioningly. Maybe in certain, like, emergency responder and military situations that make sense. But as you get more and more into the philosophical side of leadership and move away from the need for um, that instantaneous command and obey hierarchies are very troublesome for humans and i think there's an implicit cultural signifier that we put on people higher in the um higher in the hierarchy that are more you know people higher up are more celebrated in media and by the people we tend to think think of them as having more value in society and as people than the people on the bottom who are not noteworthy it's so it's a good point there's a lot of problems with hierarchy there's, yeah, there's certainly stat like that's the thing with hierarchy. There is implicit power with as you move up a hierarchy and with and power and or status. And so a lot of people. So it, it always strikes me as people who crave that kind of thing will look to move up hierarchies. Like if you're someone who is like, I like being the boss of people and that's what I want in my life to be the boss of people, more people. And you might want to move up. And probably you're smart enough to not be, you know, an asshole like, I mean, somehow Donald Trump did it. But, I mean, most people who, who, who are like that are charismatic enough to not have people outwardly dislike them. In the Like, example, Bo mentioned earlier where you might be reviewed by your underlings. Uh, you know, you're charismatic, but ultimately you're someone who craves power. Like, if you don't crave power, like, if you don't want to have um, – you know, you know, people under you're probably not really going to go for those types of positions, but the people who do do, and uh, and I and I feel like there's there's always in, s- some inherent 
inherent bad things about that. Like, because if if someone if that's what they crave, power, and that's what they're after, then you're always like, are they doing it for the right right reasons? And I mean, I guess some people are selfless about it, but yeah, no, I just wanted to to also bring up because we're talking about this. I mentioned the 360 review where it's like, oh, yeah, people just give, you know, review of your boss. Well, the reality of that situation is also I want to keep my job. He hasn't done anything egregious, so I'm not going to be completely truthful. I'm just going to write the PC thing and be like, yeah, he's a great guy and he was pretty nice, whatever, because I want to get promoted or I don't want to draw any negative attention because that's why whistleblowers are a thing. Whistleblowers are a thing because the normal chain of command is not working. Like, people have to return to the media. Snowden has to go and, you know, reveal to the world the secret information because communicating it internally is not an option because of hierarchy. And um, so, I, I, you know, I think that... I think I that's think, what I want to say. I'm not, no, sorry, no, Mike, for interrupting it, no, it you. No, makes, it makes a good point. You've made some good points about this. I, I think that... Um, that uh, one thing that's a little annoying about reviewing something like Trump, um, hierarchy is it, it – and when we put topics into the random generator in that giant bag that we use, often we try to pick up ones like breathing air or eating food, stuff that is really just absolutely something that we need to do to survive. Breathing now, air is bullshit. Hierarchy is one of these troubling ones where, like, I gave the example that Survivor TV show, but but that is sort of the whole point of that show is to be like, okay, we're you know replicating what it's like to be abandoned on some island. If you took all of humanity and you just wiped it out tomorrow, uh, and and society had to rebuild itself from the ground up, they knew nothing about previous societies, whatever. Like, they just found food and did their own thing and they grew into something completely different. I have to think like, and maybe this is just everything I've seen corrupting my thoughts here, that hierarchies will just naturally occur, that people will look to, there always will be people looking to follow um, leaders. Those leaders will then follow other leaders and then duk, 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 you have your pyramid. Like it's just always going to happen. So um, in one sense, it's like railing against it is cathartic because you're like, oh man, there's so many imperfections in the hierarchical system. But on the other hand, what's kind of frustrating is it just seems like it will always happen. That's how humans are hardwired. Right. So can we escape hierarchy? Like, is it even possible to escape the idea of organizing ourselves in a way that where someone isn't a leader? I think you're swimming against. I think you're swimming against the current when that ha- like Mike mentioned that the the company that's trying to uh, to do things more on a lateral basis, and that's because as humans we've reached that level where we're really informed. Uh, it's possible to look at all sorts of behavioral studies, see how things are done, and try to strive to go in different directions. But if you're starting at the very beginning, like like I like I I mentioned earlier, if you're re- hitting the reset button on humanity, I feel like. We are going to cling to that hierarchy. We're going to, by default, sort of form these ones wherever we are throughout the world. Like regional little hierarchies will build up, and that's how nations were formed. And and anyway, it's it uh, it's, it's frustrating. Well, so the whole it's an interesting point. This reset of um, 
this this like reset of humanity and we just get back into the hierarchies again and i i think like what this all comes down to you almost getting at the kind of root of why we have these is because i think that there are examples where that that has kind of happened and i think there those examples exist in the americas after um mr columbus came and was like hello native people that was that was a joke of him breathing his horrible germs onto the native people of this land and then uh something of like (laughs) well yeah it's true because he's like enjoy my smallpox and various other diseases it's it's just such a detour to take a slam on somebody's (laughs) yeah yeah, he like. There's no question that, that, that the coming of Europeans to the to the um, to the Americas. Oh no, I know. Tens of tens of millions of people. They said the number is something like seventy-five to ninety million people. Died. All right, where are you going with this? Okay, well that is it. so. That's you just talked about what would happen if uh, society everyone was died and it got rebuilt that's a perfect example so i I read this interesting book by this guy named ronald wright called what is america and it kind of traces that a little bit and he says that before columbus arrives there was giant civilizations here with kings rulers you know hierarchies uh but that after so many of these people died what emerged were very different societies and oftentimes um people will look to first nations um, as kind of, of having different structures than than the ones uh, Europeans are used to, which are largely hierarchical, of more more democratic, more um, um, well, I guess democratic more is a like good word, communal or one. cooperative. Yeah, equal, equitable, 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 some word equitable. like that, equitable. Uh, I mean, and an example being that uh, apparent, like like economic structure for some of the Iroquois, apparently, where like surplus stuff was kept in longhouses, and it was kind of doled out to whoever needed it by the matriarchs of the maybe they were just the bosses, but like that was one thing they did. It was it, things were more horizontal, like there was some structure, but not like these huge like, and everyone had more of a say. And so I guess the point I'm coming at was that is that. Our, like our hierarchy is a component of humanity, and I would say, like, in when there are large, huge clumps of human beings together, then yes, it probably they just naturally are going to form. And I don't know how else you'd organize massive amounts of people, but I think, and again, like the survivor example, when you're down to just a few, and I think if this are like small communities too, like if you're in a small village. There's less of a need for these kinds of hierarchies of structure because people get along more or less, you know, like we have human relations. Like uh, when I was criticizing Bo, and I don't mean him specifically, about like our relationships the same as hierarchy. And I would be like, no, they're not. I I think that hierarchies exist where relationships exist can't um so in the military you can't have a relationship with the general so it comes through a chain of command whatever but mostly human beings are good at relating to each other when they know when they you know they know the person or 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 what's what's at stake and i've heard numbers that generally like people are good in like, like something like 50 people like if you have a network of kind of 50 people and you do all your stuff through them there's no need for the kind of structures our natural social um ways of relating to each other just work so but once you have millions thousands of people how do you organize that and then those things fall apart and i think that's where hierarchies then come into place but they have those problems so 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 i have a question that on that train of thought because that's very interesting i think that's some very interesting thinking it's it's 
do you like you know humans can survive you know we're, we're creatures we've evolved based on the pressures the outside pressures that have caused us to evolve this way so there are definitely environments that are inhospitable to us you know maybe not on this planet but going to live in the arctic we probably would die off without our, our inventions so do you think that also that humans like when we're organizing ourselves in these hierarchies involving thousands of people hundreds of thousands of people like is that inhospitable to us in a way that we don't see because of its impersonal nature like like we're, well, we're coping of, with it but it seems like it really blows for everyone involved except like two well, percent yeah. like that that's the thing i i heard about and it was uh, i think if it wasn't that same author ronald wright either, or he referenced this essay someone had written i'm gonna do a horrible job <laughs> uh, because I can't remember the title exactly of the essay or who said it. But, but <laughs> some concept, essay by some guy. You heard the, it here the first. Title, and I, I found it one time, and it was this very like, academic-y essay. I found it one time on the internet, but I've had trouble finding it since. And it was called something Ooh, like... <laughs> academic yeah. essay. Uh, maybe I'll try to find it, and I can post it on our, I don't know, Twitter feed or something. But the, the concept was, it was called the... the um, like It was something like the worst mistake humanity ever made. And it was this idea... Not quite like hierarchies, but so to say that and things that came along along with hierarchies uh, were, were concentrations of power, right? And to say that when once we human beings moved from an from uh, hunter gatherers to an agrarian lifestyle, that changed things forever. So because basically in hunter gatherer society, you have small groups of people who can get along, um, cooperate with each other, each other to hunt successfully, gather what they need successfully, and apparently. The thing was is when you had someone being a big asshole trying to boss everyone around, other people just left because that's what you could do, right? Because you you know, you gain you made your living off stuff, you know, stuff you could hunt. You didn't need to say yes boss to anyone. So people would say this guy's a big jerk or this this lady's a being an asshole, like we're out of here. And that's how things would work. Um but once you started having um uh, agriculture, and then someone's like, "Hey, I got more grain than you because um, uh, I had a better season." So, and they're like, "Oh, I'm starving. Can I have some grain?" They're like, "Yeah, okay, but you owe me some of your grain next year." Then it's okay, sure. And then people start to amass a lot of stuff, and with that comes power. And then, and then once you have powers, you have different hierarchies starting yeah. to evolve. Now you're going to marry my daughter, or your whole family starves, or okay, well, I'm going to take your land through family ownership, or whatever. But it's in, it's but it is interesting in the sense that like, but also something like an agrarian lifestyle led to the explosion of civilization, right? Like we wouldn't have civilization without that kind of stuff. And I mean, again, like I would agree. Like I don't know how yeah, you and, organize and would, people. And I would disagree with the First Nations example and stuff like that, where they had their own hierarchies. Uh, it's 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 about like they had elders, they had chiefs, counselors in modern times. Like I mean, what happens as soon as you have a group? I think what's coming back here. As soon as you have a group of more than X amount of people, you are probably going to need some way of structuring that group. And with that structure, pretty much comes some form of hierarchy. It's very rare that you can restructure giant organizations, giant groups of people, cities, states, you know, anything really without without resorting to some sort of form well, of hierarchy. Um, and that's, that's, I think, what I was trying to say earlier. Like you burn it all down and maybe it won't happen immediately, but it's going to happen that these hierarchies are going to reform themselves. This is just the way that uh, humanity is eventually going to rebuild itself. So like It's true, but I feel like it's kind of like it's – 
it's because if you look at like again how long civilization has been around and how long and like because I would totally agree and I, and, and that when you have too many people and it's probably not even that big a number when you start getting hierarchies forming, um, th- then you're, you're going to have that stuff forming. But it's just like, is it good? And and I would come back to the fact that like if you look at like human evolution and how long there have been humans around um and it's like a couple million years but how long has there been civilization around and it's like yeah you know a couple ten thousand years sort of you know maybe maybe thirty thousand in some areas like like much much shorter time frame and have we evolved to be able like because a lot of people don't like i don't like hierarchies i mean i guess i'm getting towards hinting at what my verdict might be i don't like hierarchies a lot of people don't like hierarchies because i think probably we spent a couple million years evolving in very small groups where you could generally get along with sort of the social interactions that just work human to human uh but then as there's so many more of us it's hierarchies then evolved but and but i just think like it's a much shorter time frame that we've been living with them than has like the history of our species so and just to add on to that, we did an episode of Good, Bad, or Bullshit on the subject of anarchy, which is another kind of archy. Um, I'm sure it's Greek as well, and the archy means like the same thing from the Greek, I'm guessing. Uh, but, you know, so, because Crofton was saying, well, you know, the Native Americans had some structure, and I'm sure he's correct. He, he, he's, you know, subject matter somewhat expert i think um but you know what about going towards anarchy which is a to me sounds like a refutation of systems of control which would imply no hierarchy i think it's i think it's very non-hierarchical it's yes yeah so you think that's because what crofton was saying was just like we're gonna inevitably and we've all kind of said it too we're gonna inevitably structure ourselves in some way we can't help it is the anarchy dream impossible or because people believe in anarchy well, a lot of people do feel like, and there's like, and a lot of people say it comes back to like, if we were just to rely on, um, you know, our actual human interactions and personal responsibility that it would work. But I think the problem and, you know, it comes back to so many things that we end up touching on in this show is that there's probably assholes who ruin it for everyone. Um, so it's like, it's nice to be like, yeah, we have a non-hierarchical world. That's great. But you're always going to have someone like Donald Trump who exists, who's like, I'm the boss. You listen to me. And then some people who I guess are, you know, are, are, are aren't, don't want to stand up to that kind of person. Just say, whatever, it's just easier to listen to them. And then maybe that's how like hierarchies just form. Cause some people want power. Some people don't care to stand up to power. Whatever. Well, it's often said that power is not created by the powerful it's perpetuated by the powerless like who who propped the structure up right well like, for yeah certainly i yeah. mean it it's like a mass not hallucination but it's like you know we all sort of we support it by believing in it if we didn't believe in it maybe it wouldn't it would cease to exist it's funny how we also did monarchy which um oh, oh wait, yes, did we, we do did aristocracy the but that's I, like another specific- if i recall correctly i said it was good <laughs> it's still, oh, thank <laughs> you queen. thank you queen yeah, of england for yes she likes hanging out at my house <laughs> she actually it'd be so funny if the queen went to bo's house i would laugh that would that would i would make my day she so comes- are we ready to roll into verdicts here Right. Okay. I was just going to get into dukes and barons yeah. and stuff. But yeah, we, we totally skipped out on the feudal system. By the way, big miss. But we were out of time. Also, classic hierarchical hierarchical trope. Um, 
You know, you could well, be headed in stuff. You got your verdicts. Bo, normally you should save half your All right, stuff let's, for your verdict. All right, Queen, if you could just excuse me a second. I'm going to bring in the farm animals. Uh, let's let's do this. No, I'll be with you in a second, Queen. I don't remember your name. I just call you Queen all the time. Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, I knew it. I didn't have to have anyone remind me. August Hello. Dark. No, put that sex toy down. Sorry. What? Oh, we're on the air. All right. Verdicts. Let me go first. Um, hierarchies. Uh, what are they? I still kind of don't know, but I have a very strong sense of what they kind of are. Um, I think that I, I, I like the idea of questioning the fact that we naturally have a propensity to fall into hierarchies. Um, you know, once we get to a certain amount of people, there are definitely power dynamics between people, even in small groups that sort of are naturally occurring. So I'm undecided whether or not hierarchies on a broad scale are naturally occurring or, you know, put into place by people who don't have a better solution, who are seeking power, like alphas who look for, look to be leadership versus people who are very passive and thus easy to control by them. Uh, I also kind of like anarchy. I think I believe I said anarchy was a good thing, and it's definitely something we should try because I don't believe that a small percentage of the people should be have the rest of the world be subservient to them, even in ways in which the language we use to disguise what those relationships are in our democratic and symbol-filled world that we live in today. So I'm going to say that hierarchy is... Mm, it's bullshit. And I say bullshit because I could come back and revise it to say bad. I feel like I don't have enough belief in that it's bad to give it a bad verdict. Oh, a, a rare bullshit verdict from Professor Bo, Bo Schwartz. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Homework uh, due in a week. Breaking his streak of six goods. Yeah. Man, screw hierarchy. Um, all right, I guess I'll go next now that I'm speaking. Um, hierarchy. It's one of those, it's one of those things where it's like you talk about it and, you know, you talk about organizing masses of people. Um, and, you know, you have to have some kind of hierarchy. But the interesting bit is that most of society, like if you look at society and we talked about democracy a bit, a lot of it is not that hierarchical. It comes, it becomes hierarchical when someone tries to like specifically structure it. Like you have a corporation, you have some specific aim or you run a military and you have a specific aim. It's anytime you have like some specific goal you want to achieve, uh, then it seems like maybe it's an efficient way of organizing people to meet that end um i don't think it's a natural way really for human beings to operate um for reasons discussed in the podcast i i I don't think we're you know it's either you want to dominate someone or you'd want to be dominated but like it just i don't think it's natural um i think most people like to have their voice heard to some extent and things to just not be so rigidly structured um, just because, uh, and I think I've used this kind of line of reasoning before, just because something better doesn't exist doesn't mean that they're good. And and I would go further than that and say that hierarchies are, I think, bad. And just to, and just to come back to, uh, just because I can't think of something that's a better way to structure 
you know, a thousand people towards a common goal. Just because I can't think of a better way to do it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And I do know that there are some, you know, new startup kind of companies that are experimenting with totally non-hierarchical structures. Um, I think there's this famous online shoe company, Zappos or something. It's all non-hierarchical. Anyways, I think people are looking for new solutions because hierarchies have so many inherent flaws. People don't like them. They're, they can be really bad. Good for the military, whatever. I don't like the military anyways. <laughs> there you go. Bad hierarchies. We'll solve it all with the hive mind. Crofton, and I'm becoming an anarchist, as I was pointed out. So there you go. Well, going back to anarchy, which was like episode 14 of this show way back in our nascent youth or whatever, uh, I, I took a look back through the chart just to see what we said back then and also to avoid being a hypocrite. Uh, both of you guys said anarchy was good. I said that it was bullshit, uh, which I stand by. And uh, I I like – I understand what Mike's saying. We're, we fundamentally disagree on whether we think it's natural. Like if you look at for, – for me, it hierarchy I see as it, is a natural occurrence amongst not just humans but like if you look at like say a, a, a group of lions, there's always you know a dominant lion and uh, – Yeah, the this, asshole lion. The, the society – This I'm just doing my verdict. <laughs> Um, the society revolves around around that line. It's the same with a lot of uh, different animal groups, and I think humans are the same. I think be, uh, forming hierarchies, especially once our, our numbers grow and we form large groups, is just a natural part of uh, of humanity. So I I disagree with Mike there, and I disagree with the idea of like having to find another fighting against necessarily fighting against your your nature to find a better. Uh, a better process. I think that that's possible, and I think that we can totally find better ways of organizing ourselves. And honestly, I don't necessarily like being part of a hierarchy, especially when you're not at the top. I don't think anybody would say that unless they're at the top of a hierarchy, say that they like. Oh, I love being a a middle guy or a bottom rung or whatever. Nobody likes nobody likes that stuff. They work. Sometimes in certain situations, they're sort of a natural occurrence, but a lot of the time they're really annoying to both be a part of and sometimes the consequences. And Bo was talking earlier about like how choices are made for the people that fill the different rungs inside of a hierarchy and how sometimes it's just ridiculous. So for all those reasons, I really feel like it's it's fairly messy, but it's something that we're never going to get away from. And so for me, I see it as a big pile of bullshit. Well, of course, we're never going to get away from it with that attitude, Crofton. But if you'd said good, we would have had a full spread and you could have extended your streak to seven. Both yeah, capable of seeing hierarchies good. Yeah, I think... Uh... You know, and, I, and I say it as someone who, of the three of us, has been a part of a hierarch, a commanding role in a hierarchical uh, structure. I said commanding role. It sounds like I'm actor talking. A, mi- a middle role. <laughs> well, it's a middle role, but I had people <laughs> that I I would order to do things. I had underlings. Up, well, you know, that it's an unPC way of referring to your employees, but uh, sure, and. Um, you know, I had people I reported up to who depended on me who, you know, I might have looked to for further promotion with my reputation. Like, being part of that game is very much a... I don't know. It's why I'm not working right now, although I'm starving. So I'll be back in it. I think I'd prefer to be on the bottom uh, because 
that whole freedom of like being able to walk away from a thing when it sucks is really important. You hear yeah. it here first, folks. Bo prefers to be on the bottom. Right. And if you, you know, we have a Patreon and if all you listeners would, you know, help support us or, you know, at some point, maybe, <laughs> you know, I could do this professionally. And not He's asking for you to support him. Hey, um, we do this show no matter what. And you don't have to feel bad true. about listening to it for free. We That's how the product's offered. But uh, yes, I, I'm allowed to have career to goals. And my career goal is not to be a, sh- what is it, uh, um, you know, some commander Beyond. in the middle of some hierarchy and some building somewhere that no one gives Drone. a rat's ass about. That's what I like about it. Like, Crafton was like, yeah, it's like the bees. You're pointing to the queen. Like, yeah, we know what those are called? Drones! They're <laughs> drones! So, like, you have to be the fucking yeah. drone? Yeah, they deliver Maybe things for Amazon. become one of the soldier ants. <laughs> You're just reinforcing my natural occurrence theory. It's wrong, though. Humans work by cooperation. Uh, anyways, Don't believe whatever. the hype. We might all be wrong on this, and um, dear listeners... Right. Uh, Crofton's often wrong too um, <laughs> Yes You should tell us why we're wrong Or why we're right Or why you just have a different opinion than us We would love to hear from you yes. And you can send us an email Goodbadbull at gmail.com And we would read it on the air gladly um, And there's no you know, there's no approvals We're non-hierarchical here You just send it and one of us will read it um, You can uh, send us a tweet Anything you might want to uh, add to this conversation at GoodBadBull. And or you can write something on our Facebook page and please like us there if you feel like doing that. You can find all this information on our website, GoodBadBull.com, where you can find links to Stitcher and iTunes where you can uh, subscribe to this podcast, um, which hopefully you do or choose to do. If <laughs> yeah, it'd be great if you did that. Yeah, we subscribe, would Subscribe it. to us. Even if you watch us on the website... Or if, you know, you watch us on YouTube, like, throw us a subscribe on your iPhone or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Or don't. Um, (laughs) You don't have to. We're just saying, you know, it's a thing you could do. They're sounding like desperate. You're sounding like Jack's Lemon on uh, Glenn Glary, Glenn Ross. There's no hierarchy here. I can't be like, Mike, stop saying that. You should be saying this. And Mike can't say that to me either because this is anarchy. Well, Gil's got to (laughs) eat. Uh, if uh, any of our listeners want to follow you guys uh, independently, um, independent uh, chaos seeking Bo, where can our listeners find you? Follow me on Twitter at Bo Schwartz to get all the latest on the Bo Schwartz news. And and uh, drone drone number three five zero eight five B worker Aunt Crofton. Where can uh, our listeners follow you? They can follow me. Uh, on Twitter at Crofton Sears, if they use the hashtag Team Crofton, uh, then uh, I will allow them to join my army. The first people to do it will be placed at the top, and then uh, subsequent uses of the hashtag will be lower on the list. So be sure to get your hashtag in early, folks. That's and if, how it works. if you use hashtag Team Bo, I'll send you a response saying that's rad, and I can let you do whatever else you want. Hashtag Team Crofton. Team Bo. I don't have a hashtag because I don't believe in this hierarchical bullshit. Join me in my utopian anarchist paradise in the woods. <laughs> okay, whatever. But where can hashtag they follow you, bro. though? You have an at. <coughs> me? Oh, yeah. At, at ML, ML Hodgins. You can um, follow my tweets. Don't hashtag Team Hodgins because you'll get nothing out of it. Yeah, don't do that. Why would you? It's stupid. Make your own decisions, people. <laughs> hashtag Team Cranky Grandpa. <laughs> Cranky Grandpa. That's my dad. 
We call him, my son, call, well, I call him uh, Grumpa because he's grumpy. So like my little kid be like, oh, here's Grumpa. But I think he kind of likes it and or hasn't picked up on the fact that we're kind of calling him Grumpy all the time. That's hilarious. It's funny. took to being called Mr. H by me. He likes being called Mr. H. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.